God bless you. Praise the Lord, everyone. Praise the Lord. At this time, we're going to open up in prayer. Eternal God, our Father, you are a good Father. And we thank you because in you there is no variableness, neither is there shadow of turning. We thank you that every good and perfect gift comes from you, O Father of lights. So right now we pray, Lord Jesus, for that gift of revival. Father, let there be a refreshing. Lord, let there be a renewing, a revival in the spiritual and a revival in the physical. Lord, there are many among us that need a physical revival. There are parts of their bodies that were once working and they've become dormant. They've become hurting. They've become infected. But Lord Jesus, we believe upon you, oh miracle working God, oh balm of Gilead. We believe you, Lord Jesus, for our healing tonight, Lord Jesus. Father, we've prayed for a revival and we pray, Lord God, that there will be a manifestation of your promised revival tonight, that we will see it, that we will hear it, that we will experience it and that we will share it from the north, south, east and west, that we will noise it abroad, that you are reviving, that you are strengthening and that you are healing. I pray for every soul in this Zoom meeting tonight. I pray that as we gather together waiting for you on one accord, that you will send the promised revival right now in our midst. And Lord, that there will be evidence of it in our homes, in our assemblies, in our towns, in our families, all to the glory of God. Bless the preachers tonight, Lord Jesus. Anoint them, Lord God. Fly every trap of the enemy. Send fire into the camp of the enemy tonight and make your perfect will be done. We ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. It's going to be from Isaiah chapter 43, verses 15 to 19. That's Isaiah chapter 43, verses 15 to 19. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the creator of Israel, your King. Thus saith the Lord, which maketh a way in the sea and a path in the mighty waters, which bringeth forth the chariot and the horse, the army and the power, they shall lie down together. They shall not rise, they are extinct, they are quenched as tow. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. We are going straight into our first speaker and I would like to welcome our Reverend Louis Jimenez. Um, from the Pentecostals of London. Um, right now, sit tight as we hear from him. Brother, we welcome you right now, and we know we're in for a good time. Over to you, sir. Amen. God bless you all. Uh, thank you very much for uh, the introduction there. I uh, want to say hello to everyone there, um, give honor to uh, Pastor Freita and her family. Um, again, I, I love these people, um, an example for many of us here in the UK um, to follow. 
and I'm grateful for this opportunity given to me to be able to speak to you tonight. I love the theme, same God, new thing. I um, I got excited just hearing about it from Brother Brother Linton, and um, it's really uh, an honor again for me to be able to speak to you on this topic. So if you don't mind turning with me to Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. I don't want to keep you too long because my big sister's watching me and she's preaching after me. Uh, sister Betty, for those of you that don't know, is my big sister. And um, she's tinier than me, but my goodness, you, she speaks, I have to listen. Okay, So please, I need to hurry up here and uh, pass it over to her. I love it to bits, and I know she uh, has got a, a word for us as well. Uh, Hebrews 13, verse 8 says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. Uh, this evening, I just want to bring you a thought, and um, well, bigger than a thought, is the word of the Lord about this same God. This same God. Um, if you don't mind, then just... I want to pray together at this time that God will take care of from here on in. Uh, I mean, God's already blessed us, the worship. I love the videos. Uh, the singing, amazing. Thank you very much for that. Uh, but that God will take control of me as I speak and you as you're able to listen and comprehend his word tonight. Lord Jesus, I give you glory tonight, Lord God, and I ask that you'll that you, that you anoint me, Lord God, as your vessel this evening, Lord God. And I pray for everyone listening at this time that it will be done with an understanding. They'll be able to comprehend exactly what it is your word is saying to them tonight. I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So this same God. And in order for us to understand God, I believe we need to kind of start at the beginning with... Um, the book of the Old Testament. Moses, who is renowned as one of the greatest prophets to have ever lived, one day this man stood up in front of the people and I believe he said with a great voice, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Isaiah, I love this, has, the Isaiah the prophet has God speaking about himself to the people and God said, is there a God beside me? Yea, there is no God. I know not any. If there is something that we tonight need to learn about this same God and, and understand from the Old Testament, is that it's complete monotheism. That is to say that there is only one God and one King over all things. The Bible sometimes tries to describe this one God in a way that we can understand Him. It describes Him as having hands and as having feet and arms and having eyes and having ears. There are also times when God is described as someone that can feel, as someone that can see, and as someone that can walk. These descriptions of God are nothing more than some ways and methods to help us understand a little about this infinite God. However, the real response when we ask what is God is found in the Bible itself when the Samaritan woman comes to Jesus and she's asking about where to worship. Jesus gives her this response. God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. 
A spirit cannot be touched like human beings can. It is a force that cannot be seen. Jesus said, a spirit hath no flesh and hath no bones. This spirit then cannot be seen. This spirit as well is unlike any other. Because the spirit we are talking about is God himself. God's spirit cannot be measured. God's spirit cannot be contained. God's spirit cannot be stopped. He has no beginning and he has no end. It is like no other spirit. It is present everywhere at the same time. It is all powerful. That when we really, really begin to think about, about it, and we kind of, uh, to, to try and comprehend exactly what we're trying to say, I feel like the psalmist, when he compared the work of God, and in comparison to us, the psalmist wrote, When I consider the heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast, hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? When we compare ourselves to Him, we realize we are very small. We know He is one. We know He is invisible. He cannot be divided. He cannot be contained. He cannot be stopped. He cannot be measured. That's why I, I like to say it like the Apostle Paul when he said, Now unto the King Eternal, Immortal, invis Invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Paul mentions that this God has progress progressively revealed himself in the past. And sometimes Paul describes this as a mystery in the past. He manifested himself as a moving voice that, uh, that moved upon the Garden of Eden. In Mount Sinai, he, he manifested himself, this one God, like a burning bush that just would not die. He manifested himself as an angel when Jacob was battling for his blessing. He, in the tabernacle, he manifested himself in the holiest of places. When he wrote the Ten Commandments, the Bible says that his hand wrote them. It's just another manifestation of this one God. He manifested himself like the fourth man in the fire with the Hebrew boys. All of these manifestations were good and they were incredible and they served their purpose. They were effective, but... It doesn't compare to what God did next. The Bible says in John 1, 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was at the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him not, was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in the darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. The Bible says as well, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glorious of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and full of truth. God came to be something, to, something which he was not, without stopping being what he already was. What do I mean by this? When when God came in the, in the manner of Jesus Christ, he was already, he was still was God controlling everything. But inside Jesus Christ was God. This God from the beginning was now in Jesus Christ. The Bible says, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. 
So what is so special about this? Well, when I think about it, I, I think of some men that have tried to claim they, that they are God. For example, Egyptian pharaohs, Japanese emperors, Chinese emperors, Roman emperors, the Dalai Lama, Inca emperors, Nepalese kings, all throughout history have all claimed to be gods themselves. In other words, many men have tried to be and claimed to be God, but only one God has come in the form of a man. Because in Jesus Christ, we have God himself, this everlasting God, this eternal God, this spirit that is God. We have God himself redeeming our lives without the help of anyone else, to wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. He came to be, he came as the Son of God to redeem us from our sin. There had to be a perfect sacrifice. And why did God do this? Because God loves you and me. This same God that is the same yesterday, today, and forever loves you and I so much that he left the heavenly place and came down and dwelt among us, us the commoners, us the peasants, us the create the create uh, the creation. He came to to be a part of us you see what's the difference then between him and any other good man well the Egyptian Pharaoh the Dalai Lama the emperors and the kings and the Romans and all of these people that have claimed to be God they wanted to separate themselves from man they wanted to say I'm better than man we are better than any, any one of you you need to call us God but only one God loves you enough that he left his heavenly place and throne and he came in him came to earth and he dwelt among us and he loves you so much that he doesn't care to drink with you and to be with you and to be amongst us the commoners the, the, the creation where us other men have tried to separate themselves us from us saying we're a different class God said I love you enough to be with you I want to be close to you I want to be next to you I want to be near to you and the Bible says that he came down because he loves us for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that who whosoever should believe on him shall be saved let me tell you now that God loves you I know I'm preaching via zoom tonight it's a bit strange but I believe there's someone out there in this evening that needs to hear that God loves you enough that he left the throne to be with you many of us separate ourselves by classes we compare the rich the poor the black the white the yellow the Latino and we say that we are all different but I'm come to tell you tonight that God loves each and every single one of us the same there is no such thing as a different type of churches I know I come from an Hispanic background but I don't belong to a Latino church I just belong to the church because God loves us all enough that he came down and is amongst us and he loves us and he wants to be with us this one God in Jesus Christ, the Bible says, for in him, in Jesus, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. What, the, what his word tells us is all the fullness of the Godhead is in Jesus. Where do you find the Father? Where do you find the Son? Where do you find the Holy Spirit? We find it all in Jesus. Because in Jesus dwells all the fullness of the Godhead. And today we have come, we have joined this call. And we have joined this evening, this evening of revival, I say, to, uh, to play, to, in order for us to seek him. Philip said unto, unto Jesus, unto the 
the Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus said to Philip, have I been so long with you, and that thou hast not known me? Philip, he that had sent me, had seen the Father. How sayest thou to us, show us the Father? And because this Jesus is God, nothing is impossible for him. He can do anything because this Spirit, this everlasting Spirit was in Jesus. Jesus himself said, all power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. Now, in the Old Testament, there was much prophecy about God in the end times. In the past, people struggled with the name. The scribes of the Jewish book stopped writing the name. They stopped pronouncing the name. And that's why we, to this day, we cannot be certain of the name of God. However, the Bible says in Zechariah, And the Lord shall be king over all the earth. And in that day there shall be one Lord, and his name shall be one. And, and in Matthew, the, in the New Testament, he says, And she shall bro, uh, bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. The name of Jesus, I want to tell you this evening, church, is precious to us. In this day, we are people of the name of Jesus. And we have come and we have gathered together via this digital method to worship him. Others have tried to, to tell us to relax. You know, you don't need to be such fanatics. You don't need to say it so much. And we, we got a group of uh, hyphen adults and they, they are telling us, you know, we're baptized in, in this name, in that name. They try to tell us that we can all walk around the same to stop being such fanatics, to, to be more accepting. As long as there is some form of Christianity preached, that we should all be content and just get along. They point to the to titles ascribed to the Lord Jesus in the 3rd and the 4th century as the way we should refer to Him. But that's not the way my Bible teaches me. They have tried to divide the Lord. They have tried to say that there are two different persons, three different persons, five different people in the Godhead. But I am here today to remind rugby church today that there is only one God and his name is has been revealed to us his name is Jesus and whatsoever you shall do in word or in deed do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that's why when we start the service we start in the name of Jesus before I preach today I preached in the name of Jesus when we sung songs who do you think is being sung to is being sung to our Lord Jesus Christ they have a problem understanding that that God can be the Father and the Son at the same time. But the Bible, you see, it does not stop there. And I'm going to finish with this. The Bible tells us that God is. Now, this is something that's blown my mind. The Bible says that God is the advocate, but he's also the judge. The Bible says that God is the Alpha, but he's also the Omega. How? Two different words, two different letters, sorry, two different roles. The Bible says that God is the ancient of days, but he's also the seed of the woman. The Bible says that God is the author of salvation, but he's also the mediator between God and man. The Bible says that God is the good shepherd, the, the, the chief shepherd, but, he's all, but he also says that he's the Lamb of God. How? 
The Bible says that he's the head of the body, but also the, the strong rock. The Bible says that he's a sure foundation, but he's also saying that it's the way. The Bible says that he's the Holy Spirit, but he also says a stone cut out without hands. The Bible says that he's a bright and morning star, but he's also the rose of Sharon and the lily of the valley. The Bible says that he's the root and the offspring of David, but he's also the high priest. The Bible says he's the living bread, but he's also the bread of life. The Bible says he's the son of God, but he also says that he's the eternal father. The Bible says that he's the first, but also that he's the last. The Bible says that he's the prince of the armies of the Israel. The Bible says that he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. The Bible says he's the beginning, but the Bible also says that he's the end. The Bible says that he's the king, king of kings, but he also says he's the prince of peace. The Bible tells us that Jesus is the name given under heaven. There's no other name given under heaven which by which man must be saved let me tell you today the church here in rugby that we are people of the name this same God that was at the beginning of creation is with us tonight it is here right now wherever you are at you may be sat in a garden you may be sat in a chair somewhere you may be just enjoying your your Tuesday evening but I've come to tell you that God is with you and he wants to manifest himself to you in a powerful way in a new way the same God at the beginning is the same God at the end and he's the same God throughout this is the same God that I'm preaching to you here tonight Jesus Christ wherefore God, God had highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name that had the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord to the glory of God the Father there is a hope that we will experience the same glory that Jesus Christ experienced when he resurrected from the dead let me me tell you today that God wants to do a new thing in you you need to experience his resurrection power but you need to understand that that same God that I'm preaching to you tonight is the same God that I was at the beginning the one that spoke life the one that created light the one that created the moon and the stars that now, you, that now we see and take for granted God is the one that has everything under control you don't need to worry about him you do not need to, to say back and think what is my God doing God has everything under control he can never changes he's the same yesterday today and forever my God is great and my God is strong my God is great and my God is strong my God is greater than any other God because he looked around and said where I am looking around and where is where I can't even see I can't even know another God there is my God they say there's one thing he doesn't know and yes he doesn't know or even relate to any other God. He's far above any God. He's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. That same God is with us tonight. I wonder if you can just close your eyes and worship the Lord at this time. I'm sorry, I get excited when I speak about this Lord. I get excited when I talk about the Lord Jesus. He is great and greatly to be praised. Thank you, Jesus, tonight that I know you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that I know you, that you met me, that you came down for me. Everyone else thinks they're above me, but you came down to meet me. I'm so loved by you. You love me so much, oh God, that you left your heavenly throne and came down to 
be with me. Lord Jesus, I love you and I adore you. Thank you, Jesus, at this time. Thank you, Jesus, at this time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for allowing me to speak about this same God. God bless you all. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Sanctify them with thy truth, said the Lord. Thy word is truth. Glory to God. Truly we have heard the word of truth tonight. Let that word penetrate you and really get into your heart in the name of Jesus. Without further hesitation, I am now going to hand over to our dear sister Betty Bordenhurst with the word of truth. Open your eyes, open your ears and your heart and be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord, everyone. I greet you all in the wonderful name of Jesus. I am so excited tonight. I am so blessed to be part of this revival week that is happening in our rugby church. I greet Pastor Freita. I give greetings to the family, Brother Freita, uh, Sister Lindsay, Sister Selena, Brother Adrian. God bless you all. I greet the ministry team, the leadership team of rugby. May the Lord bless you greatly. I give greetings to Brother Simon and Sister Jade Linton for this kind invitation. Thank you very much. To all the members, to all the visitors, to all the elders, friends that are watching this service, I greet you all in the wonderful name of Jesus. I am so blessed tonight. Thank you, Brother Luis, for sharing that wonderful word, the, the God that we serve. He is a wonderful, wonderful God that we serve. And thank you for sharing that with us. Tonight, I feel impressed to share with you a short inspiration, which I called it, Behold, I will do a new thing. Amen. And that is from the scripture. The theme scripture is from Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19. The Bible says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Amen. Amen. We pray over the word of God in Jesus' name. We pray for his anointing. Amen. So the, the thought that I came um, to speak to us tonight, it was in the aspect that God's mercy is unfailing. God's grace is, is never ending. God's love is never stopping. God is reaching out to us wherever we are in our lives and in our walk with God, or we may just be a visitor passing by. God is reaching out to, to us to know tonight that he is doing a new thing. But in verse 18 of the same chapter, verse, uh, chapter 43, verse 18, I feel that the Lord is trying to say something here before we move into a new thing. He says, he says in the word of God, forget the former things, do not dwell in the past. God was setting up a new journey for the Israelites to walk with him. To forget the former things, 
not to dwell any longer on their achievements, on their sorrow, but to actually say thank you to the past, but look into the future. The season of sorrow, lamentation, pain, sickness, unfruitfulness was over. And here the Lord was reminding the Israelites by telling them, behold, I will do a new thing. You see, the Lord was trying to tell them, see people. He was like, watch me. <laughs> he was saying, I am doing a new thing. Now it, will, now it will spring up. Now it will spring up. You do not, do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. You see, God was doing a new thing in the, in, the, in the lives of the Israelites. And God wants to do a new thing in our lives tonight. God wants to do a new thing in, the, in, in our church, in the Rugby UPC church. He wants to do a new thing in the United Kingdom and in the world. He's already, he's already in preparation. He's already started. His perfect will is just taking place. Amen. So he says, in order for us to allow God to do a new thing in our lives, we need to prepare our hearts. We need to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to his church and also as individuals. We need to clean our ears. We need to be sensitive to the leading of the Spirit of God. We need to be ready to trust the Lord that he is working all things together for our good. He does not need our help. He does not need our input. He does not need our advice. Neither does he need our counsel. He just needs us to trust him. Trust him with all our hearts, but do not lean to our own understanding. We need to allow him to change us in order for us to be recipients of the new things he's getting ready to do in our lives. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, he says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. You see, when we come to the Lord Jesus Christ and we, when we accept him as our Lord and Savior, he says that we, he has made a new creature. We have become a new born again baby in the Lord. And all things, everything that we did in the past has passed away. And now God has brought a new beginning into our, into our lives. In the book of Ezekiel, chapter 47, verse 12, it says, By the river on its bank, on one side and on the other, will grow all kinds of trees for food. Their leaves will not wither, and their fruit will not fail. They will bear every month because the water flows from the sanctuary, and their fruit will be for food and their leaves for healing. God is in the midst of doing a new thing by providing for us according to his purpose, according to his will. Many times I think we wish that we could have this, we could have that, we, we would like the latest models of this and that. And God is just taking his time to make us realize 
that he is doing a new thing in our lives by, by us learning to trust him and accepting his will. Not ours, but his will. In Isaiah chapter 65, verse 17, it says, For, I, for behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former things will not be remembered or come to mind. In Revelation chapter 21, verse 5, it says, And he who sits on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. And he said, Write for these words are faithful and true. You see, the God that we serve is the same God of today, yesterday, and forever. He does not change. In Malachi chapter 3, verse 6, it says, For I am the Lord, I change not. If God has written in his word promises for us to abide, promises for us to take on, promises for us to to, to use in our lives, promises that he wishes for us to pray, promises that he wishes for us to live by, he says in his word that he changes not. Those promises are, are set for us to apply them into our lives. Throughout these couple of months that we have all been in our homes and in, in the situation that we're finding ourselves in, who would have thought that that God was in the business of doing a new thing. You know, many times our plans and our thoughts or how we wish things to go are totally different from how God works it out. God now has brought a new thing into our lives. We are spending more time with Jesus in prayer. We're spending more time reading his word. We're spending more time in our families. We're spending more time talking to each other, probably through Zoom or through another uh, network in order for us to connect. But the way that God is bringing things to pass is for us to realize that he is building his church all by himself. He's doing things that has never been done before. And probably in our minds and in our hearts, we want to we, we, we want to help him. <laughs> we we want to be, you know, we want to give him ideas of how he should do it. But here the word of God, it says, Behold, I will do a new thing. God knows what is going to happen after we step into our churches. God knows how he's preparing his people for the great harvest that is coming to pass. God knows how he's preparing the hearts of our lives for us to be receptive to his will. I don't know about you, but probably there are certain things that in my life I have made few, I have made few changes. I have made few changes in terms of looking at what is my priorities. Also trying to search for the will of God. You see many times in the journey that we are in, we are so busy. We are so occupied that many times we don't get the time to sit down and listen to the whisper of the Holy Spirit and ask the Lord, God, what is thy will for our lives? Where do you want me to go? Who do you want me to speak? What do you want me to do? Where and how? And, and it's just listening to the voice of God and coming to the realization that he is doing a new thing in our lives. You see, 
Ruth had to step out in faith to find out that God was doing a new thing into, into her life. She had to leave her hometown. She had to leave the place of birth, her family, everything that she knew. She had to let it go in order for her to step into the new thing that God was going to do. And what a new thing God did. Out of her life, we have, you know, the beautiful lineage of David and our Lord Jesus Christ. Esther had to step out in faith and find out what, what God was doing, that God wanted to do a new thing as long as she stepped out in faith and spoke to the king. A nation was saved because she realized that God was doing a new thing. Hannah prayed a prayer of faith. And what a, what a new thing God did. Out of her prayer of faith, God, God gave her a son, a miracle. So tonight, brothers and sisters, wherever we may be in our walk with the Lord, I pray that God, that God will set his word in our hearts, that we will meditate upon his word, that we will see the hand of the Lord, that his hand is not too short, that he cannot save us, that his ear, you know, that he has not gone dumb, that he has not, that he's, that he's not turned around from our lives, but he's listening to us, to every prayer that we're making. That his forgiveness and his grace is more near to us for us to reach to him. That his unfailing love towards us is there for us to reach to him. That God is saying that he is doing a new thing. That in the wilderness and in the rivers and in the desert, God is doing a new thing. I don't know where you are tonight with God. Probably you're burning. You have a burning fire for the Lord. You have a, such a desire to know the, the will of God. Probably your, your, your prayer life has increased dramatically and you're praying three times a day, you know. Probably you're fasting more than you did before. Probably you're reading your, word, your, your Bible more. Probably you're studying more. Probably you're doing certain things that, that has kind of improved your spiritual walk with the Lord before we came into COVID, um, before we came into this COVID-19. But probably to some of us, it may have been a wilderness situation. Probably to us, it may be a desert that we're facing. That probably we feel all alone, that we feel disconnected, that we feel that we are dry and there's no fruit coming up. But I would like to remind us today that God says that he will spring forth. He will spring forth. And he says, you shall know it because he will do it. And he will receive all the glory and all the, all the praise. We must forget the former things. You see, when we will step into the new building, into, our new into the church, when we all go back again and we meet together as a church, as a body of Christ, we must expect God to do a new thing. I am believing for a great and a mighty revival to take place upon this land. I am believing for an increase. I am believing for an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. I am believing for healing signs and wonders to take place 
not just once a year, not just every quarter, but I am believing like the book of Acts for revival to happen every day, such as it should be saved every day. I pray, I pray that as we go into our new journey with the Lord, that we will step into a new level of faith. You see, if I came into my, into my home, well, before the COVID-19 took place, my level of faith was like a master seed. God did great and mighty things through that master seed. But now God may want us to, be, to increase that level of faith. And God may want us to walk with him and to trust him even more and even more and to pray bigger prayers and to ask the Lord for bigger things. You see, the Bible says, ask, knock, seek, and you shall find. So tonight, I would like to make a call to the church. Let us ask the Lord to do a new thing, to come into our lives, to come into our, into our homes, to come into our families, to do a new thing. You may be a, a young man or a young woman desiring to do the will of God. And probably you're finding yourself at this moment, you say, what's going to happen now, God? I don't know. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what to do. I would like to remind you tonight that God is in control, that he's, he's doing a new thing. He's doing a new thing without hands. He's perfecting his will in our lives. He's molding us. He's shaping us. He's transforming us for us to become the vessels that he wants to use for his glory. Who knows? Who knows that out of this situation that we're finding ourselves, God is going to raise you up. God is going to stir you up. God is going to fill you up. And God is going to make you the man and the woman that he wants you to be to speak to the nations. You see, when God starts to do a new thing, things start to change. Situations start to change. Your life, your perspective, you become more, more, you desire more of God. You, you are hungry for God. You're not satisfied where you are, but you want all of him. And I want to encourage us tonight, saints of God, that we cannot settle for the little breadcrumbs. And I know many times the little breadcrumbs does so much into our lives and it feeds us and it blesses us. And definitely I am grateful for the breadcrumbs, but I believe that it's time that God is trying to tell and to wake up the church and says, look, look at your horizons. Look at your left, look at your right, look at your north and your south. Now claim it in Jesus' name. Believe that the revival that you've been praying for many years and many times, God is getting ready to pour out his rain and God is getting ready to touch hearts and God is getting ready to baptize people with the Holy Spirit. The only thing that God wants to do in us is for us to believe that he is doing a new thing. Throughout this situation, throughout this, this journey that we are facing, who knows that God is touching the hearts of our neighbors? Who knows that God is raising you up to be a missionary? Who knows that God is raising you up to be a preacher? Who knows that God is raising you up to be a soul winner? Whatever God is doing, let me tell you that God is doing a new thing in your life. Just trust him. Just believe in him. Just call upon his name. Just surrender your life to him, completely to him, and say, not my will, God, 
but thy will be done. Not for my good, oh God, but for thy will, for thy purpose, for thy kingdom. God, you do your work in us. You see, if Ruth wouldn't have left her, her hometown, if Ruth wouldn't have left her parents, everything that she knew, everything that she had, she would have not stepped into the new beginning that God had for her life. You see, she wouldn't have known that God was going to bless her abundantly, mightily, and that God was going to use her. You see, if Hannah wouldn't have prayed a prayer with all her heart, with all her mind, with all her soul, that even the priest Eli was shocked and was kind of even questioning whether she was drunk or not. And if she wouldn't have pressed, and she wouldn't have asked God to do a new thing in her life and to do a miracle, she would have never probably received the miracle that she had. So tonight, wherever your need may be, wherever you may find yourself tonight, I would like to remind us that God is doing a new thing. Yes, that, that, that song which says, Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, promise keeper, hallelujah. My God, my God, that is the God that we serve. And there's a part in that song which says, even when I don't feel you, and even though when I don't see you, you are working. God, you are working. Tonight, God is working. God is working in the city of rugby. God is working in the surrounding areas of rugby. God is working in the United Kingdom. God is doing a new thing in our, in our nation. God is building up an army. God is strengthening up the, up the church. God is strengthening up the soldiers to go and fight this battle. For the battle is for us to win a church. We are the head and not the tail. We are God's church. He said that he will build his church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I would like to remind us tonight that wherever you may be in your walk with the Lord, he is doing a new thing. The old things have passed away. Probably you may have thought that you preached your best message last year. Just wait. God is getting ready to use you, to mightily use you and give you new inspiration and give you new 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 authority and give you new anointing god is getting ready to use you for his glory so right now i would like for us to pray in jesus name i would like for us to open our hearts to the lord i would like for us to call upon his name and ask him to do a new thing tonight in the name of jesus in the name of Jesus, right now, mighty God, right now, mighty God, Father God, wherever we may be right now, Jesus, I pray, Lord God, that you will visit us tonight, that you will do a new thing in our lives. God, wherever we may find ourselves spiritually, physically, emotionally, oh God, you are the God that you said, behold, 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 I will do a new thing. Father God, tonight we bless your name. We exalt you and we lift you up. I thank you, God, for your loving kindness and I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for what you're doing with rugby, but I thank you for what you're going to do, great and mighty things you're about to do. You're about to explode. Oh God, 
evil, oh God. I pray for an open door. Mighty God, even though right now we may not see that door opening, I know for sure, Lord God, that you have already set that door before us, Lord God. That you have already placed your angels in that door. That as we walk through that door, you will open up that door so wide, mighty God. That no devil in hell will, will close it, mighty God. Mighty God, but your name will be magnified and your name will be glorified. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you. We bless your name. I feel the Holy Ghost tonight, church. I feel the presence of the Lord wanting to rekindle every gift. The Spirit of God is kind of stirring up the gifts that are inside of you, church. The very calling, the very sense of purpose God is rekindling in your life right now. That God is stirring up the waters, the very foundation of your soul. He's pulling you closer to him. He's reminding you of that touch. He's reminding you of that great whisper when he whispered your ear and he called you his son and his daughter. He is reminding us tonight that he is in the business of doing a new thing. In the mighty name of Jesus, we praise your name. Hallelujah. Amen. Sister Lynn. Amen. There is nothing like the presence of the Lord. There is nothing like the presence of the Lord. As we seek His presence, He is here in this place. There is nothing like the presence of the Lord. There is healing in the presence of the Lord. There is healing in the presence of the Lord. As we seek his presence, he is here in this place. There is healing in the presence of the Lord. There's revival in the presence of the Lord. There's revival in the presence of the Lord. As we seek His face, He is here in this place. There's revival in the presence of the 
the Lord. There's revival in the presence of the Lord. There's revival in the presence of the Lord. As we seek His praise, He is here in this place. There's revival in the presence of the Lord. There's revival in the presence of the Lord. Sing it if you believe it. There's revival in the presence of the Lord. Speak it into your atmosphere. There's, there's revival in the presence of the Lord. Speak it into your body and into your family. There's revival in the presence of the Lord. There's revival in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Sister Betty, Brother Jimenez, God bless you. Saints of the Most High God, God bless you. The Lord promised to be in our midst where two or three are gathered touching anything concerning him. He promised to be in our midst. He's in our midst tonight. There are people that need to be healed. We heard before we started this call that there are eyes that need to be healed. There are hearts that need to be revived. There are bodies, physical and spiritual, that need to be revived. And we believe that God will. I am touching with you, my brother Amen. and sister, in the name of Jesus. We believe that God will do what he said he would do. God bless you. Let me just pronounce this blessing of the Lord over you before we close tonight. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Now unto the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen.